21CL Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Education Vanguard. I'm your host, Michael Bull. Today, we're going to be talking all about friendships and relationships. Dana Kerford, my guest today, started her working career, like many of us, as an educator in a public school system in her home country. As we typically discover, managing and improving relationships between students is often the key to a successful class culture. Diving in with enthusiasm, Dana researched, read, discovered, and built a relationship program for classrooms and schools. She shares her ideas, her work, and discoveries in today's interview. Enjoy the conversation. Dana Kerford, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Well, today we're going to talk all about social-emotional learning, bullying, girls, boys, everything we can think of. And I wanted to get into the why. Why should we be concerned about social-emotional learning in the first place for our students? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. The The research that's been coming out lately is just so fascinating. Um, we know that students perform better academically when they're happy and they feel good about themselves. They feel like they belong um, and it's really amazing to see schools who are putting well-being at the forefront of education. Uh, their students are flourishing. They're performing extremely well. They're happy. And this is ultimately, at the end of the day, what we want for our children. You know, we want to teach them really what matters most in life. I actually read a, um, a study recently conducted by a guy out of Harvard, and he's identified that jobs in the workforce that require technical skills have gone way down because, of course, computers are replacing us. Um, but jobs that require social skills, uh, you know, networking and team building and and that kind of that human element have gone way up. So the reality is, in order for us to prepare our children for the real world, we need to teach them what matters most. And and so for us, relationships are everything. And, uh, you know, the research shows that clearly as well, that relationships are ultimately at the heart of well-being. So I want to get into all the relationships and everything, but I just was curious from the beginning. You know, you mentioned the research aspect, but if yeah. you were to go to uh, a, a head of a school or schools that you work with, did they yeah. bring you in because they said, hey, research is telling me this? Or is it, do you think it's something they noticed first and then now the research is backing it up? You know what? Absolutely schools know. Schools know this. Teachers know this. And we see it in our students. And I saw it, um, you know, back before I started the program, and that was ultimately why I began it. Um, I noticed that my students, it was it was as simple as this. My students loved coming to school mm. and performed well when the friendship thing was going well for them. And my students, when when the friendship thing wasn't going well, not only were they not performing for me, but they didn't even want to come to school. And you could see that that's really what matters most. You ask any child, what is your favorite part mm -hmm. about school? They're going to say, mo the majority of children say, friends. Uh, okay, so let's get into the program. So I'm a principal or I'm a, a teacher and I'm a little worried about my kids and perhaps I'm not very good at helping them with the relationships. And we invite you into our school. And yeah. what's it look like when you show up? Like, what do you do? 
what do I do? Well, though it's 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 a kind of about teaching the teachers and the kids and their parents a okay. whole new language for talking about friendships. So it's really, um, I mean, yesterday I worked with a school. I spent the full day training about 60 teachers at their school, our friendship strategy. Mm. And that's really what it is. It's a, it's a school-wide friendship strategy that gets everybody speaking the same language. So we're all on the same page. We're learning, using the same terminology and approaching it in the same way. So, yeah, the gist really is that we teach children, first of all, what's normal in their friendships, because I realize that kids and and their parents sometimes don't know what's normal. So we have the four, sure. friendship, well, the four friendship facts. Uh, friendship fact number one, for example, is no friendship or relationship is perfect. And the reality is it's such a simple one, but the kids don't know that naturally which is why anytime a child encounters conflict with a friend, kind of their gut instinct reaction is to end the friendship. Mm, you know, okay. we see we see little kids saying, you're not my friend anymore. Right. And then we see older kids just ignoring their friend and acting like your, their friend doesn't exist because they decide in their mind, you know, Michael is not my friend anymore. So we teach them what's normal in their friendships. And then... Um, I created a visual tool back in the day called the Friendometer. And the Friendometer is just a very simple way to think about if uh, the health of our friendships. So just thinking about if our friendships are healthy or unhealthy. And the reason I created that was because I found that kids don't think in this way. They accept the good and the not so good into their worlds. So we really want kids starting at a young age asking themselves, is this friendship, is this relationship good for me? So that our children aren't doing that for the first time when they're, say, 16 years old and in a romantic relationship. Right. Uh, right. right? We, we don't want them learning those skills when it's too late. We, we want them to start practicing these really fundamental skills, these social boundaries, learning what a healthy friendship is all about. Um, at a young age. Now, do you find yourself working with students more when you do your work or with teachers or is it maybe equal? You, you did mention parents as well. Yeah. So actually, we do a ton with parents. Um, we do what's called our language of friendship workshops mm -hmm. where we go, we'll go into a school and the kids learn alongside mom and dad. That's a really big component of our program is, is making sure, and that's what, it, I mean, the research shows too, whole school strategies are the most effective. So um, it's important that we get the parents supporting the really great work that the teachers are doing as well. Um, but we also have a curriculum, Friendology 101, and that's our, uh, that's designed for teachers to embed in their school culture. So I do a lot of teacher training as well, um, as I was mentioning, and go into schools and teach schools how to really embed and unroll this strategy in their schools. So we've got, you know, the curriculum, we've got videos and tons of lesson plans and handouts and lots of stuff. We also do a day of friendship where we go in and we work with the ah. kids, and that's so much fun. We teach all the kids in one day um, how to be friendship ninjas, we call them. It's, mm -hmm. it's so much fun. They learn step-by-step step how to put out friendship fires, and oh. then they learn what to do if someone is mean on purpose to them. 
So like I said, we don't use the word bullying. I'm so not a fan of the word. It causes us to then label a child a bully, which I absolutely do not believe that a little person's a bully. Um, But instead, we focus on the behavior. Because yes, absolutely, we need to teach kids to stand up for themselves when someone is mean on purpose to them. What do you think is the more powerful about the program? The fact that an entire school is hopefully using it and they have a common language and understanding of expectations or that you're empowering individuals to uh, advocate for themselves? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And honestly, it's it's kind of both of those things. But the, be- the beautiful thing is when skill when when children learn the skills to create healthy friendships so they now have mm-hmm. a better sense of healthy versus unhealthy they make better decisions about who they're playing with at recess uh who they're sitting beside during the assembly and they've got the skills to put out those friendship fires when they light up the beautiful thing that happens is our school culture shifts to a place of harmony and kindness because Kids make better choices and they learn to self-govern so that our teachers are not spending their lunches and recesses sitting down dealing Mm. with these friendship dramas, which is, I will tell you, like, this is one thing teachers tell me all the time. And, And that's, that's, I was there too, where I was spending all my time dealing with these tiny little friendship issues that kids should be able to, and, and are able to, once they learn how manage on their own. So how did you figure out, I mean, you, you know, you have your classroom experience, of course, as you've mentioned, and so you've been involved in yeah. it, but like, how did you figure out what to do and to develop a program? Where'd you come up with the ideas? Yeah, no, it's interesting. I, I, I tell um, teachers my story around, it, it was a, a Friday after school. I had a little girl come to me and tell me that she'd been bullied since the beginning of the school year. This was three and a half months in. And I decided on that day, I was driving to my brother's and on that drive, it was a two hour drive, I decided that's it. I'm gonna do something about this and I'm going to create a program for my kids and I'm gonna teach them to stand up for themselves and I'm gonna teach them to surround themselves with people who treat them with respect because that's what they deserve. Um, I started researching like an absolute crazy person. I had books everywhere and articles everywhere and just tried really hard to simplify it as much as possible. I think uh, as adults, especially, we have a tendency to make things more complicated than they need to be. Sure. And for children, in order for learning to stick, we need to make things as simple as possible. So that was really my goal was how can I simplify this down? So that's why it resulted in the four friendship facts, We've got the friendometer, a very simple visual tool we can use. We mm-hmm. talk about the friendo cycle, the normal cycle in a friendship. Um, I knew I needed an analogy to use around conflict. So the friendship fire analogy came to me and it just has worked beautifully. Kids really click with that term. So yeah, it was, and it was a process. Um, the kids really informed the, the framework. Oh, I can you know, imagine. Right? You know what kids are like. They, they, they're pretty honest usually, right? They're so honest. And I, I was able to see what stuck, what, what stuck for them, what clicked for them, what didn't, what areas I needed maybe a visual or an, or an analogy to help them understand. 
And yeah, I've, I've worked with now, I mean, tens of thousands of kids um, <laughs> around the world and I, every single one of them, you know, they really help to tweak the program and inform it to make sure that it really, really speaks to kids. And one of my big things is using kids' language for kids' problems. Mm, okay. I, th I think that that's sometimes a mistake in education where we use these big, scary adult words for for children and they just don't think in that way. So we need to make it fun and friendly for them. I, would, I was wondering, so Dana, you go into schools, you know, you've been in a bunch of schools and you've probably felt like some times you've been more successful than others. Like, mm -hmm. what's, it, what's it look like to you where you know like, hey, this is working here. Do you, do you have to come back and talk to them later? Or how do you know that, uh, what look, I guess, what looks like success for you? Yeah, I, I, that's a, such a good question, Michael. I, you know what, I, when I go into a school, um, every school has an energy, right? And I, I don't know, I'm sure, yeah, and has a personality, and you can kind of feel it when you walk in, and you yeah, yeah. feel it with the kids. Um, what I f see and feel immediately happens is that the kids seem lighter, because they are so desperate for help and they don't know how to fix their issues that they're dealing with. They don't know, they don't know these things and they want to learn. So they immediately feel lighter. They're immediately using the language. Um, you know, I was talking to a school just a few months ago and the coolest thing was a, we actually were presenting to some to principals who are learning about our program and mm -hmm. the deputy principal he spoke and he just said, you know, I wasn't there the day that uh, You Are Strong came in and we had our day of friendship. He said, but the coolest thing was the next day, year one girls were having a little issue, it seemed, on the playground. And I walked over to them and I said, what's going on, girls? Is everything okay? And the girls said, oh, we're just having a friendship fire and we're just talking it out. <laughs> And the deputy was, he said, what do you, a friendship fire? What's that? And they said, oh, that's when you have a disagreement with your friend. It's just called a little friendship fire. And we're talking it out. And he said, well, how do you do that? And they said, oh, don't you know? You retell the situation and explain how it made you feel. So just hilarious. Such a beautiful story. But <laughs> his message was kind of like that the, the students were teaching the teachers and showing the teachers and parents the way, which is just for me that that's everything. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's ultimately the goal. It's ultimately the goal, and then of course we've got schools. You know, Perth College in in Australia was the very first school to adopt our our program back in uh, 2012, and I often present at conferences alongside Dr. Deb Parrish, who's the creator of their Inside Out. Uh, well-being program there and she mm -hmm. she shares the data on their school and it is it's it's pretty mind-blowing it's awesome to see they essentially have zero bullying in their school the their positive social relationship scores are off the charts those girls really feel a very strong sense of belonging at their school and um, and that's because they're doing really great work at a young age with those girls teaching them how to create healthy friendships and feel good about themselves, plus doing lots of other wonderful work in the well-being space. Dana, we're coming towards the end of our time here, and as usual, I like to ask my future-oriented question. 
Uh, first, if you could probably tell us or tell us what age groups you work with, but where do you hope all this will be ten or fifteen years from now? Oh my goodness, I, I I get goosebumps thinking about it. But honestly, I would love to be able to um, be. I'd love our curriculum to be in schools all around the world. I would love all children to be using our terminology. Um, I know it's a big dream, but we just recently launched a new website and that's really a big part of it is our new website allows schools and both and, and parents access to tons and tons of resources so that they can support their children. So no matter where you are in the world, we can reach those kids and it really represents a massive milestone for our company and also for me, you know, this started out as a little after school club and I had this dream of wanting to reach kids all around the world. No idea how to make that happen. Um, but my husband, Michael, who's the business mastermind behind all of it, has helped me turn our little club into the global, um, you know, international program that it is. So for me, the thought of kids in, in countries around the world who would not normally have access to us having the access now and using the program is just, it's pretty phenomenal. Makes me cry. Anyone who's ever seen me present before <laughs> know, knows how easy I end up crying. <laughs> oh man, so many tears, but that's, you know, what? it's a, it's a big dream, but I think we'll get there. And honestly, I do believe that if kids have these skills at a young age, we'll create a, a kinder world, you know, a world full of more compassionate, caring people who respect the people around them. Dana, thanks so much for your time today and for all the sharing and giving and helping that you're doing out there. Yeah, well, thanks to you too, Michael, and for your work as an educator. And it's always nice to talk to fellow teachers. And uh, yeah, I look forward to meeting you in Hong Kong. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com.